630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Harris takes a snap, draws back, he throws. That's complete and a big game for the Eskimos. It's Ricky Collins Jr. again. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. The Edmonton Oilers have rounded out their coaching staff. We introduce you to Brian Wiseman. He's going to be an assistant coach on Dave Tippett's staff, joining Jim Playfair and Glenn Gullitson. Wiseman, 48 years of age. He spent the past seven seasons at the University of Michigan as an assistant. Also played for the Wolverines back in the early 90s. His pro career, mostly in the IHL and AHL. He did get into three NHL games with the Maple Leafs in 96-97, if that name is ringing a bell. Now, Wiseman uh, with the University of Michigan, so he would have presided over Cooper Marodi, who was an Edmonton Oilers prospect, who's going to join us in uh, eight or ten minutes here on Inside Sports to give us some perspective on Wiseman as a coach. Uh, Marodi, obviously, pretty interesting guy as well. Had a, had a really good year for the Condors, the Oilers farm team in the AHL, and he now has, you, you probably remember this from training camp last season, we had Marodi on talking about his musical career. He is a country music artist. He has a single out, so we're going to play a little bit of that and talk to Marodi about some musical pursuits as well but it is Wiseman joining the coaching staff as I mentioned after those seven seasons at Michigan and he had this to say on Oilers Now earlier today about coaching millennials and coming on board with Dave Tippett. It probably is different the type of uh, coaching that's done now as far as in the manner. Um, I was fortunate here working with kids that are 18 to 22, 23 year olds uh, the last eight years um, develop the ability to, to know how to develop relationships, understand what uh, what different players need, um, how they best respond to uh, to you know different types of communication. Uh, I will say this: that uh, I was fortunate to play uh, for Dave for Chip back in uh, the '90s in, in Houston, uh, and he was one of those coaches way back when. Um, he was ability to communicate with his players, the ability to get the most out of his players. Um, and he and he and he commanded a whole lot of respect from his players uh, because of the relationships he built with uh, each and every one of us. So Wiseman played for Tippett and also was a video coach for the Dallas Stars in 0203. That was under Dave Tippett as well. And Wiseman goes on to say about this about Tippett being a coaching influence for him. When I played for him and I was able to then coach for a year uh, under him when he took the Dallas Stars uh, head coaching job in 2002-3. Uh, but Red Berenson, for me, had a huge impact on, on me as a person, uh, me as a coach when I came to Michigan in 1990. He kind of got, for me, I wasn't sure of the direction of where my hockey career would go as an undersized hockey player back in the 90s, and we know how the game was played. Um, not knowing, but I know I wanted to get an education and, and see where that would take me. And, uh, and I developed a passion for coaching and a lot because of, uh, value and his approach that he instilled in me, and it, it was uh, it was early in my college career that I, that I knew that coaching was uh, something that was uh, going to be in my future that I was very passionate about. And Wiseman also commented on what he sees as the expectations for the Oilers this coming season. The expectations are high here, as as everywhere it should be. 
they have a long history of success and tradition and excellence at both the, both Edmonton and Michigan. And uh, you're right, we fell short uh, here recently. Uh, but the idea is to, to be in the mix every every year. And, and that's how we coach, and that's, uh, that's what we want for these kids that are here at Michigan and, and likewise in Edmonton. We want to be able to compete for a Stanley Cup year after year, and we know it's not easy. And, uh, but that's the challenge, and that's the exciting part. A little bit from Brian Wiseman, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers organization. He joins Dave Tippett's coaching staff. You can get that full interview on the Oilers Now page on 630ched.com. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 10 after 6. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Ched, and we have an Eskimos game in this time slot two days from now on Thursday. The countdown to kickoff will start at 6. The game at 7.30 as the Eskimos will host the winless Toronto Argos. The Eskimos are 3 and two the Argos are 0 and five couple of games they were in and uh three other ones where uh they were blown out pretty badly I mean they lost by 50 points to Hamilton back in week one so they're going to be hungry coming into this game interesting for the Argos they played in Calgary last week they have stayed in Alberta they've been in Edmonton the entire time their head coach Corey Chamberlain is going to join us later on tonight Chamberlain was Really successful with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and then his last season and a half, uh, well, his last season, I guess, he got fired halfway through the 2015 year. Uh, he, he was 0-9. He got fired in Saskatchewan. He started 0-5 in Toronto. He's personally had a tough time, but we'll talk a little bit about his coaching journey and how the Argos are feeling, given that they have had no success at all to this point in the season. You can text 630-630 the phone number is 780-496-0063 email inside sports at 630ched.com get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins R-E-I-D W-I-L-K-I-N-S I mentioned Cooper Marodi is coming up. Kellen Kennedy's on the other side of the window as our studio operator so Kellen hey, I, for our off topic topic tonight and people can text it about this hmm. your favorite song by an athlete. And and when we come back, b- before we get to the interview, we'll, we'll have a little bit of Cooper Marodi's song that you can get on iTunes and Spotify and all that. Um, I, I, I think you'll probably know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think there are some wrestlers who have recorded songs over the years. Oh, way too many. Well, many way, to way too, way too many. And here's a classic going way back, recorded by an entire team. I'm Samurai Mike. I stop from cold. Part of the defense, big and bold. I've been jamming for quite a while, doing what's right and setting the style. Give me a chance, I'll rock you good. Nobody messing in my neighborhood. I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Super Bowl shuffle. We are the best shuffling crew. Shuffle it on down. Can you identify these gentlemen, Kellen? Well, that's the 1985 Super Bowl champion, Chicago Bears. The Super Bowl shuffle. That was Mike Singletary. Oh, my goodness. On the wrap. Mike Singletary, one of the most feared defensive players of his time. The refrigerator Later, Perry coach. part's hilarious, by the way. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little awkward. 
I mean, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad they had a lot of great players on that team who are remembered for things other than the Super Bowl shuffle. So you're, I guess we can, what you think is the best song by athletes, perhaps the worst or perhaps just the cheesiest or most amusing, you can text 63630. We may, we may play some selections throughout the evening. Greg Ellingson from the Eskimos is coming up in this hour as well, but Oilers prospect Cooper Marodi when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. I gotta blame myself for all those dirty sheets. Leave this all behind me. You know, back in sixth grade, you kiss a girl and your life's changed. It's funny looking back, it's not the same. Well, that is a brand new song by Edmonton Oilers prospect Cooper Marodi. Really good year in Bakersfield last season. Got into a few NHL games. The new song Behind Me he has out on iTunes and uh, on Spotify. A pretty uh, interesting guy with some diverse interests. And he also played for new Oilers assistant coach Brian Wiseman, who was an assistant when Cooper was at the University of Michigan. And I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Cooper Marodi. Cooper, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, it's good to talk to you. And it's uh, great to catch up with you, not only about hockey, but about music. You and I talked at, at last training camp about your, your musical interests and endeavors. And you got the song out called Behind Me. First of all, how does it feel to have a single playing on iTunes and Spotify and, and something that the, your, your, your fans and music lovers can listen to now. Yeah, it's uh, something that I've been really excited about. Uh, a lot of hard work. Um, I've been in Nashville quite a few times this summer. Um, I work out Monday through Friday, and then after Friday's workout, um, I fly out to Nashville and work on the song. And um, It's something that has been a lot of years in the making. Um, when I was in playing for Michigan, I wasn't allowed to release any music because of NCAA regulations, but um, now it's just really cool to have something out. I've had a great response from it, and um, I, I've really been enjoying the feedback. Tell me a little bit about the, the inspiration for the song. Can you tell us maybe the, the story behind it a little bit or, or where the idea came from? Um, yeah, I think uh, the, the song, I'm not going to, uh, not too much detail, but um, it's just it's just about living a certain life and making certain choices and maturing and learning um, from from life and and moving on and leaving it behind you and 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 being a better man. So um, it, it's a song that I think a lot of people can relate to and um, I think can get a lot out of it. So uh, like I said, I'm really excited to to have this as as a first single out and for people to hear this message and 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 use it for their own lives. Who are some of your favorite musicians or bands or maybe some of your musical influences? Um, yeah, I really like nowadays the uh, the country music is so so poppy and, and so modernized now, which I really enjoy. I'm not really a, a country country type of guy. I didn't really grow up, you know, riding horses or on a farm or anything like that. Um, but a, a guy like uh, a Sam Hunt, who's in, a big star in country music now, he, he's got a really cool modern R&B, poppy style, but he's technically, he's technically country. So he's a guy that I really look up to um, musically. And also the fact that he was a college Division One quarterback in, 
he he did music as well. So that's something that um, I think is really cool, and um, he's a guy that I really look up to. You know, Cooper. I uh, well, I think you're you're well aware that uh, I'm a few generations ahead of you on the age scale, but I'm pretty excited because my favorite band, Def Leppard, is coming to Rogers Place on Monday. Have you ever heard of them? <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've heard of them. Um, I'm not particularly a, a rock type guy, but music. But I definitely respect um, that genre and and the. Um, how skilled the musicians are in that genre. Um, but I, I, I know you'll have a good time at that. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer, Cooper. That's, that's great stuff. <laughs> Cooper Maroney joining us tonight on Inside Sports, uh, talking about his new single. It's called Behind Me. You can check that out on uh, on iTunes and Spotify and all the places you can find music these days. we got to talk hockey with you as well. Brian Wiseman is joining the Edmonton Oilers as an assistant. He spent the last seven years with the University of Michigan as an assistant, and, uh, of course, you would have played with him as a member of the Wolverines coaching staff. Uh, what do you know about Brian? What do you think he's going to add to the Oilers staff here? Yeah, absolutely. He's actually uh, one of the main guy who recruited me to Michigan. Um, from the first day that I was at Michigan, he was so instrumental in developing my skills each day, watching video with me, and really pushing me to be the best player that I could be each day. Even if I had a phenomenal weekend, I scored a couple goals, had a couple assists. At Monday's practice, he was expecting me to be an elite leader, an elite player, and play the best of my ability. So I know myself and the other guys on the team are really going to enjoy having him as a skill development um, um, person to, to work with. And also, you know, just watching video, breaking down shifts, and, and things like that. He's such a knowledgeable hockey player. He was a really skilled player himself when he played so he had so much value not only on the ice but off the ice and developing relationships with each player and uh, he's going to bring so much to the organization well cooper and, and you know he obviously had a had a big hand in developing your career which took a step forward last season you got to play in six nhl games and you had 64 points in uh, 58 games with the bakersfield condors Let, let's talk about the the condor side of things first uh, a 17 game winning streak and you get into the playoffs I, I know you wanted to win it all and you were hoping to go deeper and all that kind of stuff but when you reflect a little bit on this Condor season what are some of the highlights that come to mind yeah it was an amazing season I, I think the hockey accolades speak for themselves but what a lot of people don't know who are inside the room is how much of a joy it was coming to the rink every day how amazing our staff was from Jay Woodcroft all the way down to Al Ullman working equipment um, everybody was such a family. Each player looked out for their best interests um, in all aspects. When a guy got called up, they were excited for them. Um, everybody really supported each other so much, and that's what really allowed us to be such have so much success on the ice. And I think we had such a deep team, um, a lot of guys who wanted to play for one another. And it was just so phenomenal for me to, to play for the coaching staff with, with Jay Woodcroft there. Um, and J.F. Hool, they helped me so much breaking down video with me. And a lot like Coach Wiseman, even games where I'd play phenomenal and thought I had a great game, they'd show me the next day things that I can be a little better. So they were really instrumental to pushing me to the next level and helping me become a better player overall. And your six games with the Edmonton Oilers, you got to look in the NHL, obviously a, a step up. I know you had a couple good scoring chances, couldn't quite get that first NHL goal, but may, maybe just uh, some thoughts on those those six NHL games and some key things you might have taken away from those. 
Yeah, absolutely. The game, the game's faster, and uh, you have to make decisions um, um, quicker. And you know, playing in those games, I, I don't. I guess I wouldn't say that I had uh, crazy amounts of of ice time, and and it was a little, um, you know, brief stint in the NHL. But I know in my heart that I, I can be a very, very good impact player at the NHL level, and it's just about continually proving that and. Um, I'm really excited to continue to prove that this year. Like it, it was a great experience. Um, I obviously wish I had more, but everything happens for a reason. And what I was able to learn down in Bakersfield, and and become and the things I was I was able to add to my game are going to help me in the long run as an NHL player and hopefully to have a really long career. So um, this summer has been huge for me, and it's all about just proving that at training camp. Well, and let's look ahead to training camp a little bit. The Oilers have signed some depth forwards this offseason, though head coach Dave Tippett and GM Ken Holland has said that you know they like a lot of players on the farm and that there are spots up for grabs, that there are guys like you who are going to push, and if a spot can be won, then they're, they're going to give you every chance to win it. So how, how do you approach this training camp? Can you tell us about maybe a, a goal or two that you have coming into the fall? Yeah, I think the, preparing for training camp started um, after last season ended. This summer has been phenomenal for me. I've already put on you know six pounds of muscle. Um, have added things to my game on ice and working with my skill coach. And I don't have any definitive promises, but all I can say is that I'm going to be ready to go, and I'm going to be confident, and I'm going to show what I could bring to the table. Um, you know, as you alluded to, there's spots up for grabs and. And I don't want to just be a guy who, you know, makes a team and is a 11th, 12th, 13th forward. I want to be a top nine, top six player, and I know in my heart that I can be that. And like I said before, it's all about just proving to them that I, I, I can do that and proving to everyone else that I can do that. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to do and is proving myself. All right, I'm going to have some fun with this last one. How do you compare? <laughs> how do you compare the thrill of scoring a goal with the thrill of someone coming up to you and say, "Hey, man, I really like that song." <laughs> Both good feelings, I assume, but maybe in different ways. <laughs> how would you compare them? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, you know for sure when you score a goal that they're not lying to you. Um, but uh, I, I've heard a lot of great things from the from the song. Um, but I, I don't know. That's a tough question. That's a good question. Um, Obviously, scoring that NHL goal, that first goal, hopefully it'll be early next season, um, is something that I, I, I think will top that by, by far. It's something that I worked my whole life for. Um, but, you know, it's obviously great to hear that stuff compliments musically because, you know, hockey is amazing and it's something that I love doing, but it doesn't define my entire worth of who I am. And I think that knowing that it has allowed me to reach new levels in hockey and have more confidence coming to the rink every day. So um, that's a little bit more of an answer than I, I, I bet you expected, but um, that, that's what I had to say. <laughs> oh, that sounds great, Cooper. Thanks a lot for checking in. Glad to hear everything is going well for you here. Congratulations on the single, and we'll see you at training camp. All the best. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Very well-spoken young man, Cooper Marodi hoping for a permanent spot on the Edmonton Oilers in the near future. And good for him getting that single out as well. It is called Behind Me if you're looking for that on iTunes or on Spotify. What is your favorite or least favorite or cheesiest song ever put out by an athlete? You can text 630-630. And Greg Ellingson from your Edmonton Eskimos. Coming up in the next half hour. (laughs) 
this is Greg Ellingson of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Shed. You will hear from Greg Ellingson later this half hour as the Eskimos get set to host the Toronto Argos on Thursday. 6 o'clock countdown to kick off here on 6.30 Chad game at 7.30. Don't forget the Eskimos have the $22 general admission seats. You can ask for the Empire North Pass, general admission seating in the north end zone. And remember, everybody 17 and under gets in free for home games through the Labor Day rematch. The Oilers have their Battle of Alberta Power Pack on sale. Well, it started at noon today for four days only. It includes all three visits by the Calgary Flames to Rogers Place this season. Preseason action on December 20th, regular season games December 27th and January 29th. And speaking about the Flames, they took a big step towards uh, possibly, likely, I guess, getting a new arena. Lisa McGregor from Global Calgary will join us just after the 7.30 news to tee that up. Okay. Uh, like I said, we will get to Greg Ellingson later on this half hour. The Edmonton Prospects in action tonight, 7 o'clock home game against Medicine Hat. FC Edmonton's next action is Saturday at 4. They have a home game against Forge FC. And the Edmonton Stingers have a road game coming up on uh, pardon me, on Friday. They're going to play Niagara. First place, uh, showdown for first place there. The Stingers are 11-4. and four. Niagara is 12-3. and three. That's a road game for the Stingers. The Edmonton Oilers have hired Brian Wiseman in their, as their new assistant coach. Spent the last seven seasons as an assistant with the University of Michigan. Heard a little bit from him in the first half hour of the show. Get the full story on 630Ched.com. We had Cooper Marodi on the show. Played last season mostly for the Bakersfield Condors. Brief stint. With the Oilers, uh, musical guy has the song out called Behind Me. Sheldon texting in, he goes, Reed, I think there are going to be some naysayers commenting on how can this young hockey player divide his focus between hockey and his music. I feel this is the perfect lifestyle for him. The work he is putting into his music is a perfect outlet from the physical demands and pressure from his hockey life. Excellent, excellent approach. That is from Sheldon. Well, Sheldon, that's that's a cool text. I, I think a, a, a pretty mature comment from you. And, well, I'm sure you're a mature human being, but you know what I mean. Uh, but, you know, pro athletes are, are very dedicated. Being a pro athlete takes a lot of time. But what does it come down to? It, it is, it's the same thing a lot of us struggle with or we have to realize at some point in our lives, what do we want to do? What are our priorities in time management? And as Cooper said... He's been working out all week, Monday to Friday, goes to Nashville to do music on the weekend, back to the athlete lifestyle. I don't think he's cutting corners anywhere. And I do think regardless of what you do, it's it's always good to have passions that, that take you away. And, well, I, I mean, maybe it's it's not just a diversion for Cooper. He's pretty into it. But if you're a pro hockey player, I don't necessarily think it's healthy to just sit around and think about hockey 24-7. I mean, you might think about it a lot. A lot of the best players, best coaches are obsessed with it, and it is on their mind a lot, but they have other... Ken Hitchcock's a perfect example. I think most of us... Well, we know Ken Hitchcock has dedicated his life to being a hockey coach, learning the craft of being a hockey coach, always trying to improve as a hockey coach. Ken Hitchcock is also a Civil War buff, like would take part in civil war reenactments in the United States, so uh, I, I don't think it's it's unhealthy or or a bad thing for Cooper Marodi or whoever to do things like this. I, I remember this quick, 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 funny aside, Callan. I don't know if you know this. 
I host Overtime Open Line with Rob Brown after Oilers games here on 6.30, Chad. Mm. You may have also noticed most of the time the Oilers haven't had a very good team. Right. People aren't <laughs> happy about it, which I can't, I can't blame them. But I always remember one. This was several years ago. I think it was my first or second year doing the games. And a gentleman called in quite un, quite unhappy about how how bad the Oilers are. And you know, like, yeah, look, you know, they're pretty bad. And he was like, you know, what are these what, what are these guys doing away from the rink? And, you know, Rob was a player. And he's like, well, they're, you know, like, Rob's like, they're probably not happy about losing, but they, they, they will have lives away from the rink. And then this guy explained that he was extremely unhappy because he had been out for dinner in sometime in the week previous, and he had seen uh, Jordan Eberle out for dinner at the same restaurant with his, I don't know, family or girlfriend or whoever. And, th- and this gentleman was very upset that Jordan Eberle was out for dinner. And Rob and I were kind of like, well, like, what... I don't see the connection. Like, they lost, but he went off for dinner. He's like, they're, they're a losing hockey team. All he should be doing is going home and sitting alone in his apartment and thinking about how to get better as a hockey player. Which I think, even excluding eating, he sh- shouldn't even eat. Anyway, that, that, that's a memorable call from over the years. Okay, texting to 630 Your favorite, your least favorite, your cheesiest song by a professional athlete. We, we played a portion of Cooper Marodi's song. I'm not a big country fan, but I actually didn't mind the melody. So we've had a few suggestions coming in, including one by my close friend and excellent colleague, Morley Scott, who's going to be calling the Eskimos game on Thursday. What do we have here? Morley sent us a link, Kellen. Right. Uh, do you, well, do you, we'll just play it. Do here. you have it? We'll yeah, go ahead. It. Here we go. So apparently this is the Triple Crown Yeah, what's line. the name of the song? The name of the song is Forgive My Misconduct, and this is Dave Taylor, uh, Marcel Dion, and um, who was the first? Charlie Simmer. Charlie Simmer. That's yeah. the Triple Crown line for the LA Kings. They did a song called Forgive My Misconduct. Right. So Morley Scott dug that out of this collection with his with his Billy Joel records. He's probably got the single on 45, you know. Wow, that is uh, that's pretty interesting. We did have this suggestion too on the text line. I, I'd forgotten about this. You know who this is, Kel? I don't. Once that once so somebody I don't know if I got the name of the texter. No, I'm not sure who sent it in, but a thank you. And once I got the text, I thought, oh, yeah, this did happen. Recognize this voice? Well, not that voice. That's Mike Tyson. Oh, my goodness. That's Mike Tyson doing One Night in Bangkok. (laughs) Incredible. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll fade that. that Well, I know what I'm Googling later. Wow, I didn't even know. Yeah, uh, I believe it's from The Hangover. Is that what he did it for? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it's been ages since I've seen that movie, but... Uh. Or maybe The Hangover Part 2. That was uh, some classic Mike Tyson. By the way, the animated series... Now, this is not for people who only enjoy very straight-laced, clean humor. If, if you do not like profanity, if you do not like crudeness, 
you will not like this show. I love it. But if it. you're like me and you don't mind some of those things, Mike Tyson Mysteries on Netflix. Amazing. Like, it's insane. It's, it's insane what they pull off. It's really good. Norm MacDonald voices a pigeon. Don't ask. They sort of explain why he's a pigeon. They're 10-minute episodes. I haven't seen every one. I've probably seen half of them. Um, they, they, let's face it, they're sick. So good. They're, they're sick, but it's, it's, it's funny. What else did, oh, we got, uh, well, this, this is a guy who was known for being very brash and outgoing, so it's no surprise he put out some music. Okay, I had two songs playing at once. That's why that sounds so weird. I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. Well, that is really bad. This is Dion Sanders, Must Be the Money. Dion, Dion. I remember that. I had One Night in Bangkok still playing over top of that. That'd be an interesting mix. The remix. All right, man. And we had somebody, where is this text now? Is it called Stand Back? Yeah. Did you uh, find well, this? You'll probably know the story behind it. Absolutely. This is from the second wrestling album put out in the uh, shadow of WrestleMania Free back in 1987. There were two. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vince McMahon. Hogan on base. Hulk Hogan. What year was this? 1987. All right. Okay, I think that's good. I, I will say this. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestions on the text line. We have a few more we'll, uh, we'll try to dig up as the night goes on. I, I know from doing this show and talking to people, there, there are some people, I won't say a lot of people, but there are some people who will be upset when a pro athlete gets involved in a political or social issue and says... I support or don't support this politician or I uh, support rights for these people. or, or Some people don't like that. I, I don't mind it. I think if you're an athlete, you should be allowed to have an opinion. Um, well, I, I'm more offended by athletes who try to then sink. Because <laughs> most, most athletes are extremely confident, which is important for your profession. And if you're an athlete, you're mentally and, and physically you know, going to be challenged by opponents all the time and you got to rise to that challenge so you got to be mentally tough and you got to believe you're really good the problem is for a lot of pro athletes that makes them to believe that they'll be really good at whatever they do i always found you you ask a lot of professional athletes say yes i'll just pick the nba off the top of my head you ask an nba player well what what would you be doing if you were a pro basketball player they'll say something like oh i would i, I would have been a receiver in the nfl Oh, I would have been an outfield. Like, you know, they just think, well, let's we'll just go to another sport. So they think, well, I'm, I do something the public likes to consume as an entertainer, so I'll, now I'll just be a singer. That's more bothersome to me than an athlete offering a, an opinion on a, on a political or social issue. If I was going to ban something, I'd, I'd ban athletes going into music. Though, though, again, some of them have done a good job and, and good for Cooper Brody's song. I think Cooper Brody's song sounds better than any of the other ones we played. <laughs> so... Hopefully that'll work out for him as he continues to pursue that. Appreciate the participation and the uh, humor coming into 6.30, To the texter who just wrote it in, Kellen and I have already decided we're not going to play the Carl Lewis National Anthem. 
Correct. Because it was not a recorded song put out as a single. Well, it, we may play it just for humorous effect. And may, it should have may, never seen you know the light what? of day I'm changing either, my mind now. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later on. I can promise you, though, after this commercial break, Greg Ellingson from your Edmonton Eskimos. This is Don Yunam of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. fan Glennie writing in tonight. He says, hey, Reed, didn't Robert Plant play soccer? Misty Mountain Hop hasn't been played in a while. Well, we'll play that before the end of show tonight, coming back commercial. That's photographed by Def Leppard. Their bass player, Rick Savage, was a very high-level soccer player as a teen and chose to uh, to be in the band. He's, he's an interesting story. Well, he has Bell's palsy, uh, so he's uh, been able to deal with that and keep going with an excellent music career. Def Leppard here Monday. I will not be here, Kellen. Just a reminder, I know I've told you every day for the last three months, I'm not working Monday. I'll be at Def Leppard. No worries. All right. And uh, on Thursday, I will be at Commonwealth Stadium to watch this man and the Edmonton Eskimos take on the Toronto Argos. Please welcome back to the show, receiver Greg Ellingson. Greg, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, great to have you on the show again. Thanks for checking in. Uh, man, a lot to talk about with you. I, I know you're getting ready for uh, Toronto here in a couple of days. I, I want to quickly look back to, to the game in Montreal. A lot was made of not just the heat, but the humidity. I, I, I know you're from Florida. So I'm wondering if you, if for you that was a humid day or just a normal day in Florida. And it's just us Canadians who found it really humid. What can you say about that? Oh, yeah, I mean it was it was a hot day. Um, it, it was humid too, but uh, you know that's the beauty of the the CFL and football is uh, playing in the elements. Whether it's you know blazing hot like a Florida day, or if it's uh, you know get freezing freezing cold uh, towards the you know end of the year, or or from what I hear in Edmonton, the middle of the year, then uh, you know you just have to accept that and you have to roll with it. Whether it's rain, you know, sunshine, you have to play and you have to you have to compete and you have to perform. So what was was that? A, a humidity day that stands out for you, or would you have played in humidity that would have far exceeded what you experienced in Montreal? In the CFL, yeah, it's probably one of the hotter games I've played in the CFL, but um, overall, I mean, I was in school in Miami, so, uh, you know, there's plenty of those hot days, and, and I've played in hot games like that before. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the hotter games I've played um, while I've been up here in the uh, seven years. Do you sort of like that? Do you like when it's it's that humid and and you know you're really sweating and it feels that muggy? Is that is that an environment you're kind of like okay, great, bring it on? Like I I, I know how this feels and maybe other guys don't. Yeah, I think it's a mental thing. Just same, you know, with the heat and the, and the cold, you know, it's just mental and it's overcoming that and, and and thinking about you know the plays you have and execution and and not so much about uh, what's going on with the weather. But yeah, I've been in that before and. You know, it's, it's nice to feel uh, that loose and, you know, sweat a little bit and, uh, you know, feel like you can run around like, you know, when I, when I was growing up or, or in university too, you know, you had those hot games where, you, where you're dripping away and you had to train, change gloves and cleats at halftime. So, um, you know, it's just something you embrace, something you deal with, and, you know, that's what makes the game fun is all the different elements you can play in. All right, and just to put a cap on that game Saturday, obviously I know as an offense you, you didn't get the points you wanted, you weren't able to find the end zone. Take us down there on, on the field. What do you think it, it was about either how you guys were playing or what Montreal was doing that, that held you to 10 points on the day? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm already kind of looking past that. Uh, we're, you know, this is day two, three for uh, Toronto. We play a Thursday. You know, it's already Tuesday, but... Uh, 
I mean, I guess looking back, uh, you know, you just you know have plays here and there. You know, one person makes a, a better play or executes that one play. Um, you know, a couple penalties, two picks, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, those go the other way, and or or those penalties don't get called. And you know, I think that's a, di- a different ball game. But uh, you know, they got the best of us that day, and uh, you know, we have a you know a strong group that doesn't um, you know shy away from from challenges and. Uh, you know, you, got, you see the, the look in the eyes, guys, that, you know, they're going to bounce back and we're going to fight every game. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be many of those games this year that uh, fall that way. But, um, you know, that, that's how it went. And uh, now now we just reload and uh, we get, we're getting ready for Toronto on Thursday. All right. And, and a short week here. You guys, well, I want to ask you this first before I get into the, the prep for the game and the rest and recovery. Monday morning magic, K-Days yesterday. What was the experience like? I, I know a lot of Eskimos players who have been through this past and present rave about it. I, I'm wondering if you can put it in your words what yesterday morning was like. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, just like you know, most team events, you kind of just go through the motions. But uh, you know, this one was a little bit different because you you know you go there and they kind of just throw you a jersey and tell you to get out there. So you're just you know kind of walking around and you have kids running up to you and and parents you know asking uh, for autographs for the kids and. You know, you get to kind of, you know, bond with the kids, and uh, some of them ask you to go on rides with them and, uh, you know, go on a couple rides with the kids, and, you know, it's fun. Um, it's definitely satisfying, you know, um, especially, I don't know, personally being professional sports is when you can uh, interact with kids in that way and, you know, show them that, you, you know, you're still a fun uh, fun kid at heart too and you, you can have fun in that way. And it's satisfying not just for them to, you know, see an athlete and uh, be able to bond with them in that moment, but it's definitely satisfying for us and, and for myself to, you know, know that you made uh, one of those kids, you know, days by uh, spending some time with them. And it's something that, you know, they'll be able to look back on for a while and, uh, you know, appreciate a day like that. In terms of getting ready for this week, you know, I mentioned the short week, Saturday to Thursday. You guys had the Monday morning magic uh, yesterday back on the field today and then your walkthrough tomorrow. You know, this is how your coaching staff, Jason Moss, tried to approach it. Tell me a little bit about for you as the athlete, the, the rest and recovery and the game prep when uh, it, it is a shorter week like this how do you deal with that i mean i think you don't you try not to think about it too much you just uh, go into it as it, it's, it's another game you have to prepare the, the same way that you do for you know every other one yeah, maybe you have to a lot of time might be a little bit different but when you're on the field you got to work um you have to get the time in that you can and, and rep the plays that you can and other, other than that you know the football the game of football is uh, very mental so you definitely have to just, you know, go through the reps in your head sometimes and, uh, you know, think about the plays that you might not be able to rep and uh, just visualize that uh, in your mind as, as if you were getting the reps. And then, uh, you know, just execute from there. You know, we're going to, you know, do some of the base stuff that we've been doing. And, uh, you know, not, not a lot of it changes a ton. You prepare a little bit for each team a little bit differently. But at the same time, you know, you have the offense that you're going to run. The defense has uh, been playing solid. So we just look to uh, – you know, piggyback on uh, how they've been playing and, and put up some points this week. In terms of being back home for the first time, in terms of actually playing a game at Commonwealth in just over a month, you guys beat BC back on June 21st. Is, is this is something, I don't know if that if that's when you looked at the schedule, you were kind of like, oh man, that's a long time between home games now that you're you're being through it and you get a home game coming up. I wonder what, what the feeling is. I mean, does it feel like it's it's been a long time since you played a home game? And a lot of, I know a lot of fans pointed out, wow, a month between I get to go to a game, that's a long time. Yeah, I think I finally uh, 
realized that one after that, you know, once we were in Montreal, I was like, man, you know, haven't been home in a long time. But, uh, you know, definitely coming back and having this, you know, Toronto game at home, it, it feels nice. It feels like, you know, coming home again, especially, you know, those three away games, just like you said. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the guys are, you know, looking forward to being at home and defending our turf again. Um and being a home team uh, since it's been you know, quite a while. But uh, I think uh, there's a little bit of excitement for that. But uh, I think more so just uh, kind of, you know, turning that page of that last game and uh, getting back and, like I said, reloading and, um, you know, coming out and just going one another this week, you know, focusing us on Toronto and, uh, and making, making sure we get it done. Okay, uh, Greg Ellingson joining us in Inside Sports. One more question for you. It's a, it's a bit of a lighter side t- type question, but I want to follow up. We uh, we did an interview the day you signed with the Eskimos, and you talked about moving here, and that included an, an important uh, an important member of your life. <laughs> That's your dog, who I think you know the pro athletes are pretty well traveled, and I guess the canine has experienced that uh, uh, as well. Tell us, uh, I, I forgot your pooch's name, but tell us how uh, he or she has experienced moving around a little bit and now getting to be a, a dog in Edmonton? Oh, he's doing well. Uh, yeah, he's actually uh, right here on the balcony with me right now as I talk to you, uh, leaning against me, just waiting for me to take him on a walk. So right after this, you know, I'll head outside and uh, take him for a nice walk. You know, it's a beautiful day here in Edmonton, which I uh, haven't had many of those uh, since I've been here, but, you know, I'm embracing it. And, uh, you know, I'll probably walk around town with him right now. He's, yeah, definitely well-traveled. You know, I got him in Ottawa. Uh, his name's Odin. And uh, he's a great Dane Mastiff. He's about a, uh, you know, 150 pounds. So if we ever need help on the D line, I'm sure he'll, uh, you know, look for one of those stakes in the backfield and go get it. Oh, I was going to ask you what position he would be best suited for. So you read my mind. That's that's awesome. <laughs> he's he's a big guy for sure. There you go. Hey, Greg, thanks for checking in. Uh, obviously, hope the Eskimos hop back into the wind column here on Thursday against the Argos. Always appreciate your time. Have a great game. All right, thank you. Appreciate it for having me. That is Odin's dad, Eskimos receiver Greg Ellingson. Good to catch up with him. Eskin Argos on Thursday right here on 630. Chad, we'll have Argos head coach Corey Chamberlain on the show. We'll get the lowdown on the Calgary Arena deal all the next hour. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.